I don't want 2017 to be uh, points in, in the year where we receive moments of favor. Actually, I want us to discover afresh what it means to live in the state of God's favor. You know, here's the reality for us. We are adopted into the family of God. By his spirit, we call God Abba Father. We are heirs of God and co-heirs of Jesus Christ. He has freely given us all good things. That is what God has chosen us for. That is what God has ordained us for. It's not about moments. It's about living in the reality of that favor, living in the place of favor. Now, to live in the place of favor, actually, there's responsibilities on us. Uh, because of our understanding of the English word favor, we think that it just happens, that it's nothing to do with us, because when somebody gives us a favor, it's all from them, yeah? Actually, the favor of God, we will see, uh, gives us a responsibility to live in the place where we live in it. And I just want to look very briefly at three lessons from the wonderful life of a lady called Ruth uh, in the Old Testament, because Ruth was a lady who moved from a place outside the favor of God and actually came to live in a place where she wasn't just receiving moments of favor, but she was waking up every single morning knowing the favor, the prosperity, the blessing of Almighty God. So we're going to the book of Ruth. And we're going to pick the story up in chapter 1, verses 16 to 17. I'm going to move in quite quickly this morning. Um, so if you don't manage to keep up with me, you, you might download the podcast. Uh, I'm assuming it will be up there at some point. But um, we're going to pick the story up in verse 16 of Ruth. The context of this is that Ruth is a woman in the land of Moab. She is, she is a Moabite woman. She's not part of the people of God, okay? Um, but... Ruth married a Hebrew man, and uh, eventually her husband sadly died. And also her father-in-law, the, the, the husband of her mother-in-law, her father-in-law also died. And because they died, they began, the Hebrew family began to take a journey back to Israel, to the, the town of Bethlehem. We've just been remembering about Bethlehem. This is Bethlehem for a different reason. Um, her mother-in-law's name was Naomi, and they started back on this journey as two widows. Now, Naomi, Ruth's mother-in-law, tried to persuade Ruth to stay in her own country to find a new husband, but Ruth somehow knew that the favor of God would not be found in the land of Moab, but actually found in the land of Israel. So Naomi tries to persuade Ruth to stay, but this is what Ruth says in verse 16 of chapter 1, Ruth chapter 1. Don't urge me to leave you or turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. Where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely, if even death separates you and me. What does that speak of? To me, it speaks of Ruth adopting a posture of commitment commitment. Ruth was committed to the journey. Where you go, I will go. Ruth became committed to the people of God. Your people will be my people. Uh, Ruth was committed to God himself. Your God will be my God. Ruth adopted a posture of commitment that enabled her to live in the place of favor. Anybody want to live in the place of favor in 2017? Okay, first lesson. We've got to learn commitment or we've got to maintain commitment. Learn commitment or maintain Brilliant. commitment. You know, God says this, that if you're faithful in small things, he will give you bigger things. 
You see, commitment is not, it's not about us proving to God that we deserve his favor. Commitment is showing God that we can be trusted with his favor. When we adopt that posture, we say to him, God, I'm living in a way that attracts your favor. How committed are we as individuals to a journey? God wants to take us on a journey in 2017. From wherever we've been this last year, he wants to take us on a journey. Some of us will not know where that journey ends up. And I can even prophesy over some of you this morning, I believe, that at the end of this year, you will be in a place that you never dreamed you would be in. Okay, That happened to me in 2016. Some of you will do not know where God is taking you. You're going to be in a different place to, to what you expect. But be committed to a journey. How committed are we to God himself? What's our our commitment to prayer and Bible study and worship? What's our commitment to the people of God? Um, how committed are we to get into church and get into revive teams and being involved? These are all things that we need to do that Ruth shows us. If we're going to live in the place of favor, we have to be committed. Everybody say committed. Yeah. Lesson number one. Lesson number two from, from Ruth. Hey, this is a difficult one. Um, if we're going to live in the place of favor, we actually learn, need to learn the lesson of hard work. Okay, hard work. When Ruth arrived in Bethlehem with Naomi, uh, we read in chapter 2 that Ruth immediately went out into the field gleaning. Okay, that means that she was following the harvesters and she was picking up the bits of grain that the harvesters had left behind that they'd forgotten about. She went out and she worked hard. She made the most of the time that she had. And this is what the harvester said of Ruth in chapter 2, verses 6 and um, 7. Um, the overseer replies, so she's talk the overseer is talking to a man called Boaz. We'll mention him in a minute. He said this, that um, Ruth is the Moabite woman who came back from Moab with Naomi. She said, please let me glean and gather among the sheaves behind the harvesters. She came into the field and has remained here from morning until now, except for a short rest in the shelter. It shows us that Ruth worked hard, made the most of her time to gather as much as she could and the result of that if you read through to the end of chapter two is that Boaz the owner of the field gave Ruth protection and he gave her food and Ruth could glean in that field for the rest of the harvest with complete security and in complete provision she experienced that because she adopted a posture of hard work and again I said earlier our understanding of the word favor in the English language uh, very often we take it to mean you just give something to me and it has nothing to do with me. You just give it to me. And very often we think of the favor of God like that. But here's a lesson that is so easily forgotten in church. God rewards hard work. Okay? God rewards hard, hard work. Um, again, in the parable of the servants and the talents, it was the ones that worked hard that received the greater reward. Now, again, this isn't about us working hard to earn God's favor. It, it, what it is, is hard work brings us into a posture where we can live in the favor of God. Let me give you a very natural example. Uh, how many of you know that it is God who raises up? Yeah, that's what the Bible teaches. So any promotion that you may receive at work during 2017, any promotion comes from God. It doesn't come from your boss. 
But if I really believe that God wants me to live in the place of favor and in the place of promotion, what that does is it inspires me to work very hard where I am. Okay, I learn the skills, I learn everything I can, I practice hard. Why? Not so that I might earn the promotion, but so that when God raises me up, I'm in a place just to step into it. That's what it's all about. Hard work. Anybody want to live in the place of favor in 17? Okay, well, let's not be afraid of hard work. Yeah? Ruth went out gleaning all day except for a short rest. Now, rest is important, I understand that. Okay, but hard work. Learn the lesson of hard work. God rewards it. Um, the final lesson. So we've seen the lesson of commitment, the lesson of hard work. The final lesson, if we're going to live in the place of favor and not just have moments of favor, if we're going to live in the place of favor, we need to develop good relationships. Uh, in Ruth chapter 3, we read how Ruth went on to develop a good relationship with Boaz. Um, Boaz was the owner of the field that we were just talking about. Boaz also happened to be what was known as the kinsman redeemer. That's the old translation. I love that translation. The kinsman redeemer. I don't have time to explain what that was. It was a legal term in Israel at the time. But all I will say is this, that Boaz had the ability to lift Ruth from a place of poverty to a place of prosperity. When they came back from Moab, they had nothing. And Boaz had the ability to raise them up to a new level. And Ruth set about developing a good relationship with this man whom she later married. We'll come back onto that in a few moments. Now, I don't believe Ruth developed that relationship just so that she could get something from Boaz. But notice this, in developing that relationship, she was able to step into a place where she received the favor of God. You know, one thing I've begun to notice more and more in my now 40 years of life, I was 40 in 2016. I know. I know. Nothing wrong with that. In my 40 years of experience, uh, and some of you have got, I won't say how many more years than that, I'll get me into trouble. Um, in my life, I, I've learned this lesson that the favor of God is nearly always shown through people. Yeah. Nearly always shown through people. Not always, but nearly always. Um, God shows his favor through others. Now, personal thing, God has shown me his favor this last year by providing me with two new jobs that are perfect. Okay? Uh, they really are. I'm just so blessed and so sense the favor of God. Um, both of those jobs, but particularly one, came out of relationship. Um, for those who don't know, I, uh, I'm a chaplain in whole prison uh, part-time for two days a week. I never expected to be there at the end of 2016, okay? It's totally blown my mind. Uh, but I'm a prison chaplain there in Hull. And that job came about because my friend Malcolm recommended, it for, recommended me for it. I don't know if he still wishes he did or not, but anyway, um, he recommended me for that job. Uh, so in effect, that, I only have that job now because I developed a good friendship with Malcolm. When I started developing friendship with Malcolm, I had no clue that that would result in God providing me with his favor by providing a perfect job. Um, and, and my other job here, you know, I have a good relationship with Jared and Chris. I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't, I can tell you that. Okay. Um, but, but the point is this, that when we... <laughs> Behave. 
God shows his favor to us through people. By developing relationships with people, I bring myself into a posture where I can receive God's favor. You know, you don't know who might be the vehicle that God uses to bring you into a place of favor. Okay, so this isn't about just making friends with people who can lift you to a new level. This is saying, I'm going to develop good relationships because I know that God is going to use other people to bring me to a place of abundance. Ruth adopted a posture of commitment. She adopted a posture of hard work. She adopted a posture of building good relationships. And uh, the unthinkable happened. This Moabite woman who lived outside of the favor and the promises of God in a faraway land called Moab, through adopting that posture, we read that she came to marry Boaz. And in marrying Boaz, she stepped into the family of God. She stepped into the prosperity that Boaz had. They stepped in, she stepped into the protection that Boaz would give for her. Uh, she was way outside in the land of Moab, but she came to a place where every single morning she woke up knowing the prosperity, the protection, and the, the provision of Almighty God. Ruth adopted the posture, and she came not just to experience moments of favor, but every morning... She experienced the favor as she woke up. Heather, could you just... Makes it sound spiritual, doesn't it, as we conclude. Many of you will know that um, it goes on and even more the unthinkable happened. Um, Ruth and Boaz had a son. His name was Obed. Obed had a son whose name was Jesse. Jesse had a son whose name was David, who became king of Israel. Many of us will know that David is... One of the ancestors to Jesus Christ himself on his Jesus' earthly line. By adopting a posture of commitment, of hard work and good relationships, Ruth brought herself into a place where she became the only Moabite woman to be named in the genealogy of Jesus. That's how significant these lessons are. Through adopting the right posture, I believe 2017 can be the same for us. Again, I don't know what 2016 has been like for you. I know some of us have had a great year. I've had an amazing year. Some of us have had really, really tough years for a variety of reasons. But as I said right at the beginning, the favor of God is not about our circumstances. It's about what Jesus has already done. And I would say this, that if we make a choice at the beginning of this year to posture our lives in commitment, hard work, and relationships, then... That may not make 2017 particularly easy, but I believe it will make it a year in which we can step more into the place of favor. You know, for you and me and for us as a church, I don't want this year to be moments where we receive the favor of God. I actually want us to step into a place where every single morning we're waking up and we're saying, wow, I'm living in the favor. Living in the favor.